You're listening to Rob Kendall. It's an action-packed show today, Casey. Let's go! And Casey Daniels. The gang is all back together. On 93 WIPC. Good morning. It's Friday, September 29th. It's seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the news this morning is that Dianne Feinstein has passed away. The oldest member of the U.S. Senate, longest serving senator from California. She was 90 years old. Her career spanned more than half a century. If you want to talk about term limits, there's a picture of her right there. So... It's kind of sad, right? She worked all the way up until the moment she passed away. And work, I guess, is in air quotes because the last year, she was told what to do. Was she even aware of where she was and what she was doing? I mean, think about this. Just a couple months ago, she was told to vote yes, and she was completely incoherent of the vote. Like, she didn't even know where she was or what was going on. Yeah, so you know the rule, Casey, when people pass away that are high-profile people, I apply the same rule to those people that I want applied to me. And that rule is, and we've talked about it many times on this show, I want people to say exactly about me in death as they did in life. And that is the expectation that I have, and that is what I, I apply to people when they pass away. Like, if you despised me in life, I don't want you when I die to go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry Rob's gone. So we give, especially with high-profile politicians, we give, at least I do, a real thought about who they were, what they did, what they represented. And look, Diane Feinstein was a victim, essentially, of elder abuse, the final year-ish, probably even more than that, of her life. She had no business being in the public eye. She should not have been left alone, much less voting on things that affected 330 million people. Mm -hmm. And the people who did this to her, and there is a litany of reasons it was done, I think you need to look no further than the massive lawsuit her family is involved in over, you know, her estate and the state of her, um, you know, husband. And uh, those people should be ashamed of themselves because her final years played out in public in a very irresponsible and unfortunate manner for her. Okay, so this is the person she had a spy as a driver for 20 years, then pretended she was a victim, spent a good portion of her career auctioning off her power, right? She made millions of dollars by selling out many of her constituents. She was, uh, I, I do want to give her just a bit of credit. She was a trailblazer for being a female politician. She was the first female mayor of San Francisco. What she did there, well, you know, history will determine. But does this give credence to the concerns about Joe Biden's age? Oh, it should, absolutely it should. But it, there's all, I mean, look at uh, Fetterman, Mitch McConnell. I mean, how many times do we see this where these people die in the office and it is not like oh my gosh nobody saw that coming the person you know like jack sandlin had a had a heart attack who was a state senator and passed away uh you know a week or so ago mm-hmm. nobody nobody saw that coming he was while not a young man he was in you know by all accounts good health and he was high functioning and whatever we are seeing these people who literally deteriorate right before our eyes and that is sad you know as a mother as a you know 
a wife, et cetera. That's sad to see that happen. But we have to take a different approach to this because these people are still making, whether it is Fetterman or Dianne Feinstein or McConnell or Grassley. Now, Grassley is a nine million years old, but he's still somewhat vibrant. These people get to tell us what to do. It's a different ball game when you get to lord over other people and you have the right to be critical of those people, maybe the way you wouldn't of someone else because mm-hmm. they are making decisions still that affect your life. Yeah. Uh, she was reprimanded many times for insider trading. Of course, we're talking about Diane Feinstein, who passed away at the age of 90. Now, this, does this give the Democrats an opportunity to replace her with someone, well, I don't know, possibly more moderate? Well, look, look that's that's the big st- uh, we would be lying and being being we would be being disingenuous to our audience if we just were like now is not the time to talk po-. clearly like people were gunning for her seat already mm-hmm. and this w- had been a conversation in California and Democrat politics for a very long time now because many people knew this was probably sooner rather than later going to happen and these uh potential candidates who were running for what would have been her open seat were gunning for the people to be appointed to that seat because obviously it gives you a huge uh, advantage that hey you're the incumbent now you can start raising money the you know the power of the incumbency to be able to actually pass legislation etc and so yes the decision Gavin Newsom makes now it is my understanding that Newsom has kind of made clear that he's not going to point any of the people who are running for that seat. It's probably going to be a placeholder of some sort, some connected crony stooge, whatever. But he would, if he wanted to do that, have the power to kind of, or tip the balance of power mm-hmm. in in someone's favor, whether it's a Shifty Schiff or a, a Barbara Lee or, a, oh, that other lunatic U.S. rep that's running out there. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it doesn't sound like that's probably going to happen. But this does clear the path for them to be out there running well they already were anyway i don't think they tiptoe around it well i don't think they have that i don't think that changes anything anyway i mean i think they were out there running i think they she had said she was not going to run and look here's the thing about and this is what always gets me when a person who has been so diane feinstein signed had been there since 1992 and people in their obituaries put that out like a badge of honor i do not Again, I'm sorry as a mother. I'm sorry as a wife. I'm, those people are grieving and hurting. I'm sorry. But I don't put you on some sort of pedestal because you spent your entire life in politics. Because she did a lot of harm to this country in her role as a politician. Don't forget, Diane Feinstein was the mayor of San Francisco mm-hmm. who did one of the most dangerous and ridiculous things imaginable when she went out and had a press conference keeping law enforcement in the dark about all the information they had on the Night Stalker. There was specific things on this. is very high profile now. There have been many, many documentaries made about this. And to a person, the law enforcement, when they interview her about her and this, they are beside themselves to this day about how she endangered the public at large because she wanted to hog the limelight and have the camera. So we you can't brush over these things when this is what the person is known for. We have to talk about these things. You got to take the good with the bad. You absolutely do. And so that's why I always say, 
because I'm a public person, right? I mean, you know, I'm in the I'm in the public. I'm on the radio. I'm not an elected official anymore. But you, that's why for the standard for me is say what you would have in life. Say that about me in death. And we have been many times on the show as we have seen her health failing. Mm-hmm. Said this exact thing. I hate to see anyone suffer. I hate to see anyone a victim of elder abuse, which is what happened here. But it doesn't remove the fact that she had a voting record, Mm -hmm. that she was telling 330 million people what to do. She'd been doing it for 30 plus years. She was the mayor of San Francisco and did egregious things before that. We cannot talk about those things. And I have nothing left to say. It's 15 after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And there's a new poll that did come out from News Nation. And you would expect it from News Nation to land this way. More Americans concerned about Joe Biden's cognitive health. More so than Donald Trump. And we're going to address that coming up from 93 WIBC. 20 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So more Americans concerned about President Biden's cognitive health than they are Donald Trump's. And a new poll confirming this. This is from News Nation Decision Desk Headquarters. It was released yesterday. And it found that more than half the voters, 52%, said that they were, quote, very concerned about Biden's health affecting his ability to serve another term. So he was in Tempe yesterday and he delivered an address. And while he was there, he was also paying tribute to John McCain. Look, there is a... There was there was a perception and it was reality in in the foundation of the country that the best and brightest amongst us would lead our nation. And even if you had people who were advanced in age like Benjamin Franklin, they were still incredibly sharp people. They were brilliant, brilliant people. And they were still while they were involved in the government at or near the top of their game mentally, which was what was needed to run the Republic. Mm -hmm. And when they decided they weren't anymore because they were people of honor, they went home to do whatever they did before and live out their days as normal people would. We have now taken the best and brightest amongst us and we have replaced them with complete morons. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Casey. Am I wrong? Joe Biden is an idiot. Joe Biden was an idiot when he was 35 years old. He's a moron. Well, it used to be viewed as a burden to serve and almost a sacrifice, but it was something that you did for love of country. But am I, am I wrong? Like Joe Biden, if you take a clip of Joe Biden from the first, when he first got caught with plagiarism and whatever that was, 1988. He sounds like an idiot. There's 50 years of Joe Biden being a complete buffoon. (laughs) It's not like you had this incredibly just high IQ individual who, boy, it's been just terrible to see him deteriorate. He was a, a corrupt, underhanded moron who has deteriorated, which is why it is so bad today, and he won't go away. Well, you're saying what? He didn't have a, he wasn't smart then, he's not smart now. It's just more obvious to a larger group of people because of the platform that he has as president. And every, especially when you reach the age that Joe Biden is, you can have three people and they can all be markedly different in terms of how they speak, how they interact with others. Joe Biden should not be left alone, much less running the country. But it does piggyback off what we saw with Dianne Feinstein, where this is a person who the allegations were she could not use the bathroom on her own, Mm -hmm. and yet she was still serving 
in the United States Senate. That should not be happening. That job is too important. The presidency, a senator, a congressman, a governor, any of that stuff. When you control other people and the lives and outcomes of other people, and you can't even use the bathroom by yourself, that, that you have no business being, you, you, you aren't even in charge of yourself anymore. Right. How can you be in charge of other people or important decisions? And, and I'm not trying to be flippant or mean spirited when I say that. If I get to that point, I shouldn't be in charge of anyone. Mm-hmm. My baby has to be looked after 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why? Because she can't do the basic things Mm -hmm. of life. Now, while my baby could play better golf than the Americans are playing today at the Ryder (laughs) Cup, I mean, I'm serious, Casey. I told her before I left today, I said, Olivia, I could put a little baby club in your hand (laughs) and you would play better golf than we're seeing in Rome right now from the Americans. It's not a great start, is Uh, it? But- the point is you would not put her in charge of uh, of anything because she can't t- even take care of herself. And yet these people on the other end of things who can't take care of themselves get to make choices for us. Yeah. This poll is not new. It's the third or fourth poll in a row. There was a Wall Street Journal poll that was just published earlier this month that said 73% of Americans, roughly two-thirds of Democrats, uh, have said the fa- phrase that Joe Biden is too old to run for president. Now, he was in Tempe. He was delivering that address. Apparently, the theme for his presidential campaign for a second term in office is called preserving democracy uh he's being criticized also for he's in phoenix and now he's not going to the border right i mean he's right there he's been case he's already been he once he's been um of in course, 50 years yes. yeah that area making national headlines for being one of the busiest spots uh for illegal immigration crossing but he's not going but uh let's just give you some fun friday examples of what your president sounds like here he is saying that d-day was the anniversary that took place on january 6th i've made the defense and protection the preservation of American democracy is the central issue of my presidency. From the speech I made at Gettysburg in the inaugural address to the anniversary of June 6th insurrection, uh, January 6th insurrection. Can't, can't get his dates right. Big event. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of courts going on and he can't get the date right. All right, we talk about how he's angry, Joe, sometimes. In the middle middle of a speech, he'll just get angry and start yelling and pounding on the podium. Random angry, Joe. Uh, Did not disappoint in Tempe. We in America believe anything's possible if we try it. Anything we do together, we can get done. Okay, and here's more. It's like the dog surrounded by the burning house. (laughs) Everything here is fine. In Europe, the NATO meeting. I sat down, it was in in January, after being elected, the late January, early early February. And Kylan, let's go go ahead to the seventh clip here. Uh, He's trying to quote the Declaration of Independence. This is your president trying really hard. And we are all created equal endowed by our, in the image of God, endowed by our creator to be, be able to treat it equally throughout our lives. Mm. Nailed it. And it's a, it's a daily thing. I know. It's not, oh my gosh, you know, Biden just had a terrible day and, you know, hey, maybe he's getting a little long in the tooth. 
It is a consistent daily thing where the president of the United States cannot form coherent sentences. All right, dealer's choice. Do you want to talk about the impeachment inquiry that happened yesterday, or do you want to talk about Elon Musk's trip to the border? Uh, well, why not both? Okay. Don't threaten me with a good time, Casey. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 9.30. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So House Republicans held their first impeachment inquiry hearing into President Biden. Chairman James Comer conducted his remarks in the hearing. He outlined the next steps in the investigation, summarizing it was it was a marathon hearing. And uh, the bottom line is that the committee has shown that the Bidens alone brought in over $15 million with their foreign influence peddling. Uh, Comer said that they've established in this first phase of the investigation where the money came from, Ukraine, Romania, Russia, Kazakhstan, and China, and it did not come from selling anything legitimate. Well, how, how would Joe Biden and his family make money? Well, you know, Hunter's a big artist now. <laughs> I mean, it's like you look at this and you go, if, with any regular person, your, you know, your friends, your family, you look at them and you see the lifestyle they live and then you see what they do and you say, okay, that makes sense most of the time. Now, sometimes it doesn't. And you say, ooh, that person is probably really living beyond their means. They're either house poor or car poor or whatever. And then there's some people you look at and you go, that person goes out into the driveway quite a bit and strange people show up and they leave and they come back with piles of cash, right? I mean, you could, the style you live, and you see this all the time where prosecutions, right, will catch people based on, there's no way this person should be driving this car, or there's no way this person should be able to go on those vacations, or there's no way this person should be living in that house. You look at Biden and his family and you say, other than Biden being an influential politician, what do they possibly have to offer people that would account for the amount of wealth they have acquired? Well, the interesting thing is now that the Democrats are saying there's no evidence, there's no evidence, and they're going back to that money that was wired to Hunter, to Joe Biden's address in Delaware, and they're saying, you know, Hunter, he he was he was living there like many people did with his parents during the pandemic. Oh. <laughs> the dates don't add up, though, because this happened in 2019 before any pandemic close downs, shutdowns were going on. I love that they present him as some, like, like early 20s. Like he's a 20s, child, like, yes. Like your daughter is a college senior. Mm-hmm. And if you were to say about Emily, you were to say, well, yeah, she was living at home during the pandemic. I would look at that and go, that makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. well she's a college age girl hunter biden is he a- was 49 <laughs> when this happened he's a grown man and they are treating him like he was just this you, young person you know who hunter biden is have you ever seen the movie the wedding crashers of course the, when they ma, go to, yes meatloaf. he is the meatloaf guy he is will <laughs> ferrell in ma the meatloaf that mm-hmm. is 
Hunter Biden. Right. <laughs> and you know what? He probably does sit around in robes like Will Ferrell did in that movie. Okay, so the hearing, uh, it, it, it kind of, it got a little crazy. Things were said. At one point, Marjorie Taylor Greene was trying to speak, and then Jamie Raskin was asking her, please don't show any pornography. <laughs> and she was like, it's not me. These pictures are all over the internet. You've seen them. This is what Hunter was showing to people. And then AOC got involved. Let's take a listen but let's talk about chairman there's a parliamentary challenge before us the point of order order. who's the point and we'll stop the clock for you miss green mr chairman um our colleague from georgia has uh introduced before pornographic exhibits and displayed things that are really not suitable for uh, children who might be watching and uh, bathing suits uh, not suitable mr Raskin? Well, well, well i'm saying i would like the witness to i would like the member to be instructed to not introduce any pornography today at least without running a bathing the suit is not pornography well mr. we can't Raskin. see it from down there so you didn't make it available to the minority before you started it before it's, okay. it's on an, on the internet it's everywhere you and you are submitting a naked woman's body this is a bathing suit <laughs> This is a bathing suit. And it has not been clear before this, this committee. Uh, glasses on. Do you wear okay. them or not? I have contacts suit. in. Thank oh, you. Congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene and AOC going back and forth. So don't you love, so the president's son mm-hmm. is under investigation, I mean, for a litany of reasons, but let's face it, let's dumb this down. The president's son is under investigation because he was the conduit between foreign agents and governments and his father, and he was the guy who was the middleman with the, which the money flowed through. Part of that investigation has revealed this guy lived this super rock star lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And upon investigation, as many investigations do, it was revealed, hey, this guy who's super sketch on whether he was the middleman between his dad and foreign governments, that he was he may have been involved in human trafficking. Mm-hmm. This is what people need to realize. When you are talking about the Hunter Biden nudity stuff, it's not, haha, look at that loser. It's There is a real investigation going on right now as to whether Hunter Biden was involved in human trafficking. That is super serious. And that is not about joking around. And those videos, look, they're more upset that they might show the video than he did the video. Right, exactly. And and, and they're acting like they're so offended by it too. Okay, so there was another moment. I don't know if we're going to get through the whole clip because it's a little long, but this is a Democrat Jasmine Crockett, and she's trying to defend Joe Biden, saying that he's been proven guilty of loving his child unconditionally. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. But one of the things that we have to mention, it needs bleeped. We cannot air her complete speech on this radio station without bleeping it. Yet she is saying it in this oversight committee hearing. I can't seem to find the crime. And honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the to me. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets. Okay, Seven counts related it, to obstructing the... Inv- this is an impeachment inquiry over the Bidens. That's correct. And now she's talking about Donald Trump. That's correct. 
So that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, kudos to Kylan on the bleeping. Well, on the bleeping. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later, Casey. This is very similar to what I experienced last night where uh, I had the great misfortune of subjecting myself to a local government meeting. Would you have needed bleeped? Uh, no, but <laughs> all the comments mm-hmm. were about me. Yeah. People were getting up commenting about me and I'm sitting in the back going, I'm not in the government. I mean, I know you're here because you're mad that I've exposed the bull crap that the government's doing, but it's like, I haven't been involved in eight years. I'm just a citizen. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that I'm that powerful that you union leadership man have to give up and give a speech about how terrible I am, but it's the same thing. It's like, speak to the thing in front of you. No, this is, this is redirect. (laughs) Speak to the thing in front of you, and they cannot and will not do it. I'd like to continue on with her, but it's just going to get more frustrating. She just goes on and talks about all the things about Donald Trump and then makes a correlation into if they don't stop this impeachment inquiry, that the government is going to shut down. It's... Someone wants to go TikTok viral. Again, Casey, I come Mm -hmm. back to Mm -hmm. there was a time in our society where the greatest and most brightest and most altruistic amongst us were the people who desired to go into public office and now we have this now this is the level we've we've come to all right it's uh 939 it's kendall and casey it's 93 wibc Good morning, 941. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So as we mentioned, as we started the show, Joe Biden was in Arizona yesterday and he was giving an address paying tribute to John McCain. A lot of people criticizing him that he was not planning to leave the Phoenix area and head down to the U.S.-Mexico border. But everybody else seems to be taking a trip down there. Uh, Lots of senators, lots of reps, and of course, Elon Musk as well. And Senator Katie Britt, she's from Alabama, and she had just returned from visiting the border, and she had a lot to say. Make no mistake, the crisis down there is a direct result of the Biden administration. At the border, because Joe Biden has made it more and more enticing to come here. Make no mistake, this is a result of failed policies. We could fix this. We can't throw money at this and fix it. We have to actually change the policies. Yeah, but you know, Casey, we talked about this before. This makes me mad because she's being disingenuous. And what I mean by that is the Republicans have the ability to force Joe Biden to do whatever they want to do, whether it is actually, you know, stop stopping the never ending money funneling factory to Ukraine, Mm -hmm. or it's the border, or it's spending. I mean, they are a part of this equation, and it no longer is, well, we're just in the minority in everything. No, you have the House. Right. You you control the money. And the Senate keeps, essentially, I mean, they're not, because the House is more than willing to play ball, but but they are making it harder for the House to pass meaningful reforms on any of these things because they keep rubber stamping all the spending. I hear this, and unless it comes from Rand Paul or Mike Lee or maybe there's a couple others, but not many, I, I, call, I call foul because if you wanted to fix it, you could. You could shut down the federal spending. You could shut down the government. You have the, the power of the purse, and these Republicans never do a damn thing about it. Well, I think that her point is that quit sending money to Ukraine and instead send that money down to our border. 
And I don't know if you noticed, but in this video, Marsha Blackburn was standing behind her. And I really got the impression that Marsha Blackburn is like looking at her as somebody who will take her spot if and when Marsha Blackburn decides to retire herself. Uh, I, it's almost like she's, you know, mentoring her. But the, oh, great. <laughs> I mean, can't think of a worse person to be mentored by than a U.S. senator. Hey, you can be like me someday. If you stick around long enough and, you know, do enough favors for people, you'll elevate yourself up the leadership ladder. Um, real quick, Casey, I did want to point out, I'm going to do what we call a little teaser here in mm-hmm. this business. Yeah. Uh, coming up next hour, Yeah. Uh, are you aware that Joe Hogsett listens to this program? <laughs> are I you am. aware? I am now. He's very angry at us, and yeah. he uh, told uh, told uh, in a local publication, and we'll get to, we'll tell you all about it next hour, uh, how uh, just, he was name calling us, mm-hmm. he was saying uh, very mean things about us, but the only way he would know to say those things is if he listens to the program because he's naming specific things that we talk about, namely how he won't tell anyone where he is during the riots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Casey, instead of just telling people where he was during the riots. Just answer it, the question. Yeah, he's not going to do that because, well, you know, we all know where he was during the riots. He won't do that. It's it's easier just to name call us for having the audacity to ask where were you during the riots. So coming up next hour, we're going to get all in. We're going to do a deep dive on that very angry quote from old boss Hogsett about WIBC and this, and you know, all of the personalities here. Okay, so Katie Britt from Alabama, not the only one who's been down to the border. Yesterday, Elon Musk went down there. He was in his cowboy hat and his aviators. <laughs> so my question is, is this the new billionaire dopamine hit? Like you recall the millionaires and the Titan and Bezos and his Blue Origin. You've got Elon Musk. He's live streaming. Uh, he puts out his stand on immigration. And is this is this what the billionaires are doing now? This is how they're getting their kicks? Well, I saw two takes on this. And let's start with the, the first one. And the first one is, this is a guy who has spent a gajillion dollars on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a financial dumpster fire for him yeah. right now. But... If you're going to spend a gajillion dollars on Twitter, and part of that is it makes you one of the probably five most famous people in the world because of the power of that platform, regardless of what it's actually doing financially, then you might as well utilize that in terms of as much earned media as Mm -hmm. you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. And if this is an issue you would like to talk about, then why wouldn't you go ahead and do that. And so, I don't know. I, I think there's a big part of Elon Musk. Look, we've talked about you this. You think it's sincere. Well, I, we talked about this before with Elon Musk. The guy is, when you are as rich as Bezos or Elon Musk, and I know Bezos started in his garage, whatever. It doesn't matter. When you become that rich, there's no way you can keep a semblance of who, what it's like to be a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your life is just, it's not... It, it, you know, the things you have to worry about and deal with, it is just not, it doesn't register uh, to the average human. He's not going to the grocery store and looking at the price of eggs. So I don't expect to say with Elon Musk, well, he's one of us. He understands our problems. No, he really doesn't. And I also am not naive enough to say, Elon Musk, he really cares about me. No, he really doesn't. Elon Musk cares about power and making money. But I think there is a part of Elon Musk that is grateful for what this country has given him. Mm -hmm. I think there's part of Elon Musk that recognizes where the country's headed. And it's like, dude, I'm all in on this platform and I've taken a great financial hit. So I'm going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like just club sport for him at this point. At this point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. well, here he is explaining his stand on immigration. 
I am, uh, you know, as, as an immigrant to the United States, I'm extremely pro-immigrant. Um, and I believe that uh, we need a greatly expanded uh, legal immigration system uh, and that we should uh, let anyone in the country who is hardworking and honest and uh, will be a contributor to the United States. Uh, we should have expedited legal approval for anyone who, who sort of falls in that category. Um, but then by the same token, we, we should also not be allowing uh, people in the country if they're, if they're breaking the law. That doesn't make sense. The law is there for a reason. Um, so, you know, I think we want to, I think we want to do both things. Uh, ex smooth out legal immigration and, and then uh, uh, start, stop, uh, you know, uh, sort of a flow, a flow of people that is uh, of such magnitude that is actually what leading to a collapse of social services. Okay, so he said he. what I think the majority of Americans say, they will support immigration, but it has to be legal immigration. Sure. As he did. Let, let's do a little question and answer here, Casey. You ready? Mm -hmm. Because you are a reasonable person. You are the voice of reason on this program. Uh, and I don't think anybody would label you an extremist one way or the other. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Should we know who comes in and out of our country? Yes. Do we have an interest in ensuring that people are not coming into the country until we know who, who they are? Clearly. Do we have an interest in knowing that the people who come to this country will attempt to assimilate into our country? Yes. Do we have an interest in knowing that the people who are entering this country are not violent or intend to enact violence upon others? Yeah. Do we have an interest in knowing that the people who come to this country have or are capable of acquiring in a reasonable amount of time the skill sets to provide for themselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a dangerous immigration policy, <laughs> right? Let's go back to that. I mean, look, there, there are people who do not believe in borders. Uh, you know, it's, mm -hmm. all, it's all the people's land, whatever. Those people are insane. And that is, you know, a country without a border is not a country. And so if we're going to say uh, amongst reasonable people, and I do not, anything I just asked you right there, is that a radical right wing? No. No. It is not you hate uh, Hispanic people or you're some on some white power trip or any of the above. You are saying we have a vested interest in this country of being a welcoming country, but ensuring that the people who come here are not violent, want to work, and can be educated and take care of themselves and will assimilate into and appreciate what it means to be an American. Th that is not... That is a, as mainstream a position as you can possibly have. Yeah. And yet on the left, that gets labeled as radical, as some sort of neo-Nazi-like mm -hmm. uh, hate speech. Okay, so he's traveling with Tony Gonzalez, who's a local congressman from Texas, and they lay out the numbers, 30,000 illegal border crossings in three days, and they're saying, hey, this isn't a talking point. It's a record-breaking reality that is turning not just the area in Texas, but every community in America into a border city. And here, Elon, with the help of Tony Gonzalez, lays out the staggering numbers. So basically, we're seeing unprecedented all-time highs yes. um, and increasing and spreading. Yeah. It's not in just one area. It's it's not just like it's just one city or one yes. town, and not even one state anymore. 
you know, it's not, we're talking about New York today, but Chicago, you're hearing it there, L.A., Denver. There's all these other places where it's just spreading, just continues to get uh, okay. bubbling up. And, and just to quantify it, uh, I think you said 2,000 a day or something, just just in this location. Just here. Yeah, just here. So that's like over 700,000 a year. Just yeah. in this one location, yeah. Okay, uh, just, uh, 700,000 uh, sort of legal immigrants a year. Just in this one location. Just in this one location. Okay. Uh, El Paso, right now in El Paso. Just, that, yeah, that, that's that's higher than the population of Wyoming. Uh, sure. FYI. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, and that's just one location. What is the what is the total number from all locations roughly? Per in the year? millions. I mean, it's it's so literally millions, millions, millions. And those are just the folks that we know have engaged. What okay, about so all the others? That's, that's just who was actually processed. Yes, the gotaways so, are the so, ones so, that you know. Yeah, so meaning that like the, the actual number is much higher. Much higher. So while he's been down there, he's been talking about X and also Starlink, uh, but trying to get an unfiltered look at the border. Like you said, this is half earned media. This is half curiosity. Yeah. This is half maybe sincerity. And it, look, as somebody who is very Those good- Those were thirds, by the way. Well, it, it, look, as somebody who's very, <laughs> very good, as I found out last night, at earned media, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to criticize some guy for, you know, being on a, you know, a promotion tour for himself, but mm-hmm. he's actually talking about, whether he believes it or not, he's saying the things that are true. Real he's, numbers. He's pointing out the things that are actually happening. And let's face it, the guy don't got to do nothing he don't want to do, which tells me that he has some interest in- getting this issue under control. Yeah. Okay, jet prices, the football game. Yeah. The Jets, their <laughs> ticket prices are surging. Of course, uh-huh. reports that Taylor Swift is going to be at the game. This is so stupid. Okay, uh, I'm not completely buying this relationship, and I heard somebody have a hot take on this, and I and I tend to agree. Okay, so Travis Kelsey, he's tall, dark, and handsome, right? Taylor Swift, not your typical um, sex icon. She's not Marilyn Monroe. She's not Madonna. Uh, in fact, she's the one who wrote the lyrics. Uh, she's the cheer captain. I'm on the bleachers. Whoa, 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 whoa. She sleeps with all sorts of dudes, Casey. Look at all the men she's been with. What do you mean she's not Madonna? I'd put the, I bet that body count is in the higher realm than of Madonna. Well, no, I don't think it's probably higher than Madonna's, <laughs> but I mean, I bet it's, it's, uh, it's not something that, I mean, look at all the men she's been with. I mean, she's not, uh, it appears she it appears i mean unless you think her and john mayer were just uh you know writing love notes back and forth Mm -hmm. that she's not afraid to get a little down and dirty from time to time a lot of people are saying it's a real red flag when you see um the girl trying to make inroads with the mom so quickly within the relationship and try and seem like the the nice person and and maybe that's a a bit of a well everybody knows taylor swift and she showed who she was. It's on video. And then she's obviously had many public statements. She's a real nasty person at her core. She hates conservatives. She hates Republicans. So this nice guy, down home, good girl stuff. I mean, she's a total on-demand abortion advocate. I mean, she is a lockstep with the Democrat Party. She is a, she's a nasty woman, Casey. Okay, so we've been talking about this all week long. Somebody called in, and I wanted to play this voicemail. Um, and they agreed with you, Rob, saying that they completely loved your take on Taylor Swift. Hi, Rob and Katie. Uh, Cindy here. I'm calling because you just made an amazing, absolute comment, Rob, about Taylor Swift that it hit, hits home with me absolutely 100%. This girl draws in crowds and people spend four, five, six, eight hundred $800 to go see a gal that absolutely is the worst example of what a young lady should be. 
and you betcha, she has had quite a run with men, and also her body image is just disgusting. Um, just thank you for bringing that to the light. I hope more mothers wake up and say, this has got to stop trying to, you know, you, you'd rather put food on your table, but no, they're buying tickets. I know people that absolutely could not afford to go to their her concerts, but yet took that money and, and exploited it, showing their daughters this nasty performance. And I just felt like, oh, my God, when are people going to wake up? I mean, it's so sad. There's nothing wholesome about it, and it just makes me sad to my stomach to think that there are people that honor her like this. Let's talk more about, how about, let's go uh, represent some Christian um, singers, some people that have a healthy choice about their lifestyle, and let's go that way. Let's start talking about those type of people, promoting those people, not Taylor Swift. Thank you for, again for bringing that to our attention. She's agreeing with well, you, Well, that's Rob. what I do, Casey. Yeah. I speak for the people. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Coming up, Tony Kinnett is going to join us. I'm tired of this town.